Hey, business building warrior. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a married couple guest today. So they're both going to be on camera with us if you want to jump on YouTube. Although this is very much an audio episode as well. You don't need any visuals. Just sometimes you like hanging out and seeing us. There's a YouTube link in the show notes. But regardless of where you're listening, today we're going to hang out with Jason and Cassie. They are a coaching couple from our team, meaning they're going through our coaching, I should say. So they've been proven Amazon core students for a couple of years now, finally able to quit their other jobs that they had going on. They've had a landscape company. They've done vending while working full-time jobs, homeschooling their kids. It is a beautiful family dynamic of what they've been able to accomplish as a family now that they've started going into Amazon full-time. That's their sole source of income. In 2021, they're on pace to hit about $250,000 in total sales, which has allowed them to be the parents and the spouse that they want to both be and use their income from the e-commerce business, from Amazon specifically, to support that. So it's a great story. They're not where they want to be yet. They have a lot of growing to do. They're very transparent about the path that they're on, but they're huge advocates for the coaching they've received from us for the Proven Amazon course, which I think in today's episode, we call it the PAC throughout the entire episode. So we try not to confuse you with acronyms. The PAC is provenamazoncourse.com. It's that course. It's all the modules, all the Amazon training and the live events from the past that we've done. All combined, it's worth well over $10,000. But the PAC is, as I'm recording this, $29 a month get you full instant access to all of it. So when they talk about the pack, they're talking about the training modules from that course. And we dive in today to some of what took them to this point, why they wanted to be home. We talk a little bit about their family routine, their homeschooling, the trajectory that their family's on, and some great tips for new Amazon sellers about how to make this business work. If you've been doing it a while and you're familiar with the Amazon life journey, I guess you could say, of the typical Amazon seller. There's not a whole lot of new profound insights today, but I always find it encouraging to hear from real people who are doing life in a creative, unique way, but it really is a beautiful thing that plays out when you integrate mom and dad are home, the kids, the homeschooling, which I love. It's not for everyone, but I'm a huge advocate and fan of it for sure. And just another family doing life and business the right way. One of the things they do encourage in this episode that really stood out to me, a little sneak peek of something that they share is you need community. And we mentioned it in the episode, but I'll mention it here as well. If you get into our Facebook group, that's around 67,000 members heading towards 70,000 very quickly, you'll see there's a feature in the group description. You can find a link to a feature that shows you who lives near you in the group. So if you want to be surrounded by other people who are into doing life and using the internet creatively the way that you are attempting to, as a fan of this show, to to launch and grow the business of your dreams, you want to find others who live near you? Well, there's the link that you can kind of go in and figure that out and reach out to people and maybe build some of those relationships, which we hear today from our couple that it's been very significant and important for them. They feel like that's a big next step too, is to continue to foster those relationships. And I completely agree. Surrounding yourself with other like-minded people, vital. You can't do this business alone. All right. Well, let's jump over 
meet Jason and Cassie. I think you're really going to enjoy these guys. And I'll talk to you with another episode soon. So Jason and Cassie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, let's get right into your story. I'm excited to hear more about you guys. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, you know, we're a family of six. Uh, we've got four kids. Our oldest will be 13 in February. And then we have uh, our second will be 10 in a couple weeks. And then we have a six-year-old that will be seven in May. And then we have a soon-be four-year-old on New Year's Day. So, yeah. New Year's baby. That's Yes. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a Halloween baby and one right after Christmas. So I know how those holiday birthdays go. (laughs) They feel kind of ignored if you're not careful, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. And you guys are a homeschool family, right? I saw in the bio. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. You said yeah, all the way through. So your your oldest thirteen. That's all they've ever known is homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we did. Our oldest twenty four just got married a couple days ago, actually, and we've homeschooled since he was. You know, we sent him to preschool a few times and even that we're like, you know, I think we could pull this off at home. And so he's been home from day one as have his siblings. That's kind of how we fell into it too. But then God really put it on our hearts. That was what we were supposed to be doing. So, yeah, that's fantastic. And there's many homeschool families in our community. Not that it's a prerequisite by Mm -hmm. any means, but it's just the entrepreneur journey and the homeschool journey just overlap so well. Yes. that we see a lot of it yeah well, our, our oldest definitely helps out uh quite a bit and really she, yeah she does a lot of the uh prep and i help her with the packing and stuff but she really enjoys it so yeah my my kids are better at prep than i am for sure the two that work <laughs> in our warehouse i'm yeah. clueless it's kind of fun actually when i go over there they're like no dad no dad no those bags are over there dad wrong size bag dad yeah. <laughs> 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 keep me straight yeah well that's so great. Okay, so let's go wherever you'd like with your story. I want to I want to keep learning about you guys. So we've had the entrepreneur bug in our family ever since we've met, really. We uh we had a landscaping business for about seven years, and we were doing that on uh on top of my full-time job. So, you know, I would go work full time and then afterwards, me and my brother-in-law and my wife would get together and we'd work till dark and we did that for seven years Had our first child and started realizing that you know I was missing a lot of her growing up her parents were actually watching her more than what I was and it's like you know we need to step back and you know figure something else out so I just went out and got a full-time job well a different full-time job and then and one one day on on the couch, we were sitting there watching TV in the evening. And she said, "Hey, you know, have you ever heard of selling on Amazon?" I was like, "No, no, I haven't ever heard of it." You know, I knew about eBay and that kind of thing stuff, but and she's like, "Well, you know, she was on Facebook and seeing a." You know, it was actually another pack member, which we didn't know at the time, but she had posted that her and her husband were making a special Amazon space, and so I messaged her. I was like, "What are you guys doing?" You know, can you fill me in? She's like, well, hey, go to this link. This is who we learned everything from. And it was actually a path link. So we just got started with training that way. So how long ago would this have been, Cassie? That was September of 19. September 2019. So a couple of years plus. Yeah. Between the time that he, we had given up the landscaping business and then finding information on selling on Amazon. He had tried to go back to school. He had tried a different job and 
all these things weren't working out. And so we've been searching for something that fit our lifestyle of a homeschool family well, because it is different. And we wanted something that kind of blended together better. Um, this is great. I'm starting to paint a picture here and I've got paths I kind of want to go down out of my own self-interest, but I'm going to keep it as, <laughs> as awesome for the listeners too, as we do this. But it sounds like you guys have a pretty cool family. Like, okay, so this was your brother that was doing landscaping with you guys, right, Cassie? Yeah. It was my, yeah, my brother-in-law. Yeah, Yeah, your brother-in-law. Okay. And, and then you've got parents, local, helping out with the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't quite good enough. I mean, as cool as your family is and as all in as together as you are, like, we want to be home. Yeah. We want this going down in our house kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It kind of hit me when my in-laws would kind of fill me in on our oldest, you know, what she was doing. And, and it kind of hit me one night. It's like, no, I'm not going to, you know, grow up. I'm not going to have my daughter grow up without me being around. And then that was another driving point to push this business a little bit more is that the job that I was at before I left, it was, uh, we filled vending machines. So I would get up at two 30 in the morning and go to work. And I worked till about noon, one o'clock, but then I would come home. I'd be so exhausted. You know, I wouldn't be a very, I'd be very short with my kids. And that was a driving factor to come home, push this business so I could come home. Well, you know where my heart is. If you've heard a few podcast episodes for the listeners, and maybe you guys have heard too, but bringing dads home, I just see that as such a incredibly impactful thing. And every time I say it, got to throw the caveats in there. I don't know what it's like to be a mom. I don't know what it's like to be a mom that gets to come home from the corporate career. I, I will never experience that, but I do know what it's like to be a dad who gets to do that because it happened to me about 20 years ago. And instantly I knew I want this for as many dads as possible. You know, and, and I, this isn't taking a knock at anybody who's out there doing what they got to do to provide for their family. God bless you. We support you. And it's, it's not an easy gig being a parent. I know what it feels like to be a dad. I know what it feels like to be the provider protector and it's just not an easy gig, but, but for those who want to step into, like you've described so beautifully, let's do this from home. Let's figure out a way to do this under, you know, if fight that narrative that says you can either be a good dad or you can be a good provider, you can't be both, yeah. which mm-hmm. is it going to be like, no, we reject that premise. Let's do both with excellence. Exactly. Yeah. Man, God bless you guys for it. It's like, I hope, I hope this doesn't discourage anyone, but encourages people who mm-hmm. maybe think yeah. yeah, maybe that's the direction I want to go. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then, you know, we signed up for PAC end of 2019. Um, we had our first sale on Amazon in October, uh, which was a book. Um, we actually sent it in an FBA and then realized that we listed it as new. <laughs> so it was kind of a oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops, but it is sold. And, uh, and then we just kind of got the ball rolling. And then January, well, I kind of looked back at our numbers and you can only go back on Amazon two years. So I couldn't pull up the numbers for October, November, December of 19. Couldn't find them. But in January 2020, we did, you know, $6,300 in sales. And then in February, we did $9,500. And then March of 2020, we did 23000 in sales. And then April 2020. We were super excited. We were growing really fast. Like, man, this works and it's going to bring you home so soon. And then 
um, the hand sanitizer guy came out and Amazon was suspending a lot of sellers and we got caught up in that. Yeah. So we got suspended for four weeks in April, 2020 for a product we were selling that we just jumped on the listing. We never really figured out exactly, but we had an assumption of what it was, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was crazy. I was going back and forth hot and heavy with Amazon at that point. And it was it was pretty insane. The things you could get suspended for selling at mm-hmm. even a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Selling at a loss, you yeah. get suspended for selling. Were the things that everybody was trying to get. Yeah. It was just the craziest three months uh, yeah. for many, many reasons. But uh, I lost a few friends at Amazon corporate. <laughs> that i haven't heard from since oh really i really pushed back hard for this community and the sellers like this is insane you're calling it their definition of gouging was just all over the map Mm -hmm. and i think the definition of gouging once the dust settled was attempting to even give away things that people really needed that's gouging i mean according to the way the policy was enforced it's like all right i'll sell it at half my cost i just want to get rid of this stuff no that's gout I'll, I'll give it away for free how's that yeah. <laughs> you can't not on our platform mister mm-hmm. it was yeah. such a strange time so you couldn't find the things that people really wanted yeah yeah was, yeah the net result was pretty crazy but anyway we got through it yeah and so you guys got your account back you i bet you were pretty nervous uh, that that had to have been little difficult you're starting to get some real momentum starting to see yeah. the light at the end of the tunnel on this new lifestyle and you guys were shut down you said for uh how four weeks four weeks four yeah. weeks yeah um, what did you do to get get through around how did you get your account back oh well, well we were coaching students of larry and sue oh beautiful um, okay yeah. so it probably so, came across my desk i just don't remember it at some point yes. <laughs> so we we reached out to larry and then you know we what was kind of a bummer was that uh, we just got done packing up our biggest shipment today to date for that that time span and just got done, printed out the box labels and everything. And I was carrying up the last box from our basement to get ready to ship and we get the notification, your account's been suspended. Like what? <laughs> so we reached out to Larry and he tried to help us out a little bit, but then he introduced us to Scott Margolis. And, Very good. Uh, yep. We got in contact with him and he was a big help for us to get back, get our account back. I mean, it took. It took three or four letters from him. Yeah. And then I wrote a letter after that and it finally, finally went through, but it was just, we learned persistence. Yeah. Well, and and I know in the moment, let's say you were two weeks into this Mm -hmm. and I'd said what I'm about to say, it wouldn't have calmed you down necessarily to hear it, Mm -hmm. but statistically even on the other side of the craziest three four month window that we ever experienced as amazon sellers that early 2020 window spring it's about 97 percent of us when we get suspended who get our accounts back within a few weeks 97 percent. so really it's nothing to be dramatically concerned about there's just a handful of people that i'm aware of who've ever been permanently suspended and when i say handful about like five of them Two is kind of an inexplicable to me of the tens of thousands of people who have come through our community. I, I still don't know why they kind of gave up on it. All five of them just gave up. They weren't persistent. I'm convinced had they been persistent, they would have gotten them back. Three of them, I know exactly why they got suspended and it was kind of stupid decisions on their part to just ignore all the 
IP complaints that were stacking up and oh, they were right. selling stuff they shouldn't have been selling, you know? Yeah. So as long as you don't ignore Amazon when they tap you on the shoulder, you're really, it's, it's a very stable platform for sellers. So yeah. anytime we talk about suspensions, I always like to throw that out there. So no one uses that on their excuse list of reasons to ignore this opportunity. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Let's, let's keep going. So you got on the other side of the, the spring 2020 drama. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a, it felt like we had to like kind of start back up from the beginning because we didn't want to rack up a whole lot of credit card debt because um, that's how we, we paid for coaching to begin with. And then we didn't have a lot. That's the one thing that kind of got us is we, we didn't have any access of any of that money sitting there while we were suspended. We had to wait till we got reactivated to get access to what Amazon had. So we didn't, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks, but we didn't do any shopping or anything. We just kind of sat there and waited. Well, prior to it, I mean, it was obviously a cash flow problem. And when we started this, we only started with a couple hundred out of our own pocket. Mm-hmm. So it's all been kind of profit and everything reinvested back in. Yeah, you'd spend um, rolling the funds back in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and obviously you're not afraid of hard work. I mean, you're talking about working full-time and running a landscape business in the evenings. I mean, you guys are yeah. not allergic to work, obviously, no, but no, it was no. a cash flow challenge ramping up mm-hmm. into this. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. So, it took us a little while to get back going, you know, and then um, by October, um, November, December 20, we started picking things back up. We ended in December about 20, just a hair under 26,000 in sales. And then for that year of 2020, we did about 159,000 in sales. Gotcha. Um, and that's really taken a month, arguably two months off or so because of mm-hmm. the, the suspension and rebounding from that. So. Yeah. 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 You said about 165 for the year? Uh, 159. 159. All right. Yeah. I want to get that right. I'm taking some notes as we go here so I get it right. No problem. And then we kind of, before our suspension, we, we sat down and kind of made a goal list of our goals, you know, long term goals, short term goals. And two of the goals that uh, we, po- uh, we wrote down was, for me to come home by October of this year. And another goal was, is I was introduced to your podcast and I was listening to it uh, while we would prep shipments and stuff. And uh, one shipment, my my daughter and I were prepping and we were listening to you. I, I can't even remember the episode, but uh, I told her, I said, hey, you know, one of these days, one of my goals is to be on the podcast. No way. Yeah, yeah. So Man, that's so cool. I love yeah. to hear that. Well, here, um, here we are. This is so great. Yeah. So we've got two of the goals accomplished. Yeah. Able to come home early September this year instead of October. Oh, so a month early. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, as we're recording that, this about four months ago, as we're recording this for reference point. And another goal that we had had for make it possible for him to come home was to pay off a lot of debt. So we made sure that we were, Almost debt free except for the house. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's awesome. We really worked on cutting down our monthly expenses to make the switch a lot easier. Yeah. So we were able to pay off our camper and our, our two vehicles. And then, yeah, those are about the main bills that we wanted to get done for it. Gotcha. Well, talk to me a little bit. This is kind of a divergent topic, but curious. People have different uh, philosophies, if you will. I kind of know where I stand, but I always like to hear from others. You talked about using your credit card. Some people are like, nope, never. I cut them up. I'll never touch them. And I'm not in that camp necessarily, especially as a business owner, Mm -hmm. especially if we're responsible with debt. 
and mm-hmm. you got a good cash flow rolling. Are you guys using credit cards? Um, we have we have one, and it's just through our bank. We were pretty much follow the Dave Ramsey stuff with debt. Um, yeah, that's kind of where um, I'm at. I pretty much do, but I like all those free airline miles too. So right? <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Yeah. If I'm going to be buying tens of thousands of dollars of inventory every month, I'm like, yeah, that two percent rebate's kind of nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, paying it off each month, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. But mm-hmm. I'm just curious. I'm just curious where others are at and how they approach it. Yeah. So it, it does make me nervous because I mean, ideally, I'd like to pay it off every month, but that cash flow is not really an option when you're trying to build up inventory and everything too. So mm-hmm. it's a little new for me. The credit yeah. card debt and everything makes me a little anxious. But yeah, we're learning. Yeah. Well, well, that's what debt does though, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. that little ball and chain you got to drag around and you yeah. take care of it each month, ideally till, till you can't. So I can see, you know, that's the risk of business basically. Mm-hmm. You know? We had to fall back on the credit card about two months ago because my business debit card got hacked. Someone bought a couple plane tickets in Miami with it somehow. And then, so that was, it was canceled and so I had to get a new one. And then, Within two weeks, her her card got hacked. So the only spending we had was our credit card. And the like, the well, debit cards? Yeah, like, that's why yeah. I'm just not... Debit cards make me so nervous, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it just uh, it feels like a different level. I, I feel like I've got a different level of protection with the credit card. Although, not to dive off into this territory too far, I did have a big trip planned right before COVID hit mm-hmm. for my wife and I. And we still haven't got our money back. And that was on a credit card. They canceled it. Oh. <laughs> we paid in advance uh, for all the travel. It, like, it's non-refundable now. We kept delaying the trip and then canceled. It's a crazy situation. So, you know, it's not like credit cards are ultimate protection where debit cards right. aren't. So, yeah. you know, it's interesting, interesting debate. I always just like kind of hearing where people are at. And I don't think any of us are way off base. The only way you can go wrong is if you're just accumulating debt and you're not paying it off. That's obviously yeah, bad, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's keep the story going. I mean, we're, uh, we're about a, you know, a, a year ago at this point, we're talking about, we, we got you home a month sooner than you were hoping for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just really pushed really hard. And like he said, he, you know, he'd get home, get up at three and get home around noon. and then. Each afternoon, we kind of divided up who was going to the stores and who was doing what for a couple of days a week. And then we would pack the end of every week. Yeah. And we just kept doing that cycle. Over and over. Yeah. And our oldest is in travel softball. So we had to kind of work around her schedule during the summer. But we made it. We actually hired a couple shoppers during the summer or actually roofing. I don't know. It was probably the beginning of the year, but those didn't really work out. One was a former eBay seller, and she kind of tried to take over and try to tell us how to do things and whatnot. And then, then and then the other one, uh, which her kids actually still help us prep, they alternate weeks. Um, but she, during the whole mask debate, she just got uncomfortable going to the stores. So she kind of just stepped to the side. So it's back to just us going out to the stores. So yeah, it, it took a toll on us during the summer, but September when I was able to come home, it was like a big weight off my shoulders. I was like, okay, now I can just strictly focus on our online business and not have to worry about the stress of getting up in the morning and going to work and then have to worry about 
getting things done at home when they get home. And so, yeah, it was it was a big stretch relief. And plus, you know, one of the things that gets me is that when I was able to come home, my one daughter, she said, Dad, it feels like Saturday every day now that you're home. It's like, <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way. So that That's the coolest thing. How old would she have been then? Uh, she's nine. She was nine. So nine-year-old this yeah those moments that you think to yourself and you have you'll accumulate so many of them where you're thinking i would have missed that if i was somewhere else Mm -hmm. i just you know i would have missed it and Mm -hmm. i always remember a a a moment when my now 14 year old daughter came in my office as a i think she was two and had drawn me a picture you know just busts in the door and had drawn me a picture and you just, I remember thinking very distinctly, like, if I'm not here, I don't get to do that. <laughs> and yeah. She doesn't do that. And it's just, you know, now it, it, it's a small moment, but you stack those up over a decade. You know, you got your kids less than 20 years, mm-hmm. well less than uh, many cases. You know, those are moments you're going to miss. And again, not to make anybody feel guilty, but it's just so rewarding. I would give up a lot. Now that I'm kind of through this journey, there's a lot of things I would definitely give up to just be there, mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. in the home. Even on those boring days when nothing really too exciting happens, I'd rather be there yeah. than somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's just beautiful. So, so I want to hear from from you, Cass, if you don't mind. Like, what was the dynamic change in the household besides that story? You know that we just heard. Every day is like Saturday. Dad's home. You know. What else did you guys notice and as a dynamic as you went from kind of that doing eight things to, okay, we're all home now. This is, this is our new reality. Talk me through that a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely, I would say we're still adjusting a little bit. It's different because I would, most mornings I would be doing, trying to homeschool and get on the computer and take care of Amazon stuff in the morning and get shopping lists made, you know, and the, combine it all. So it has been really nice in that aspect that for at least a couple hours in the morning, I can put Amazon down and just focus on school with the kids. And then we're still kind of in that middle where we need to get some more defined roles in the business of who needs to take care of what. Because sometimes we still think that the other person is going to do it mm-hmm. and wonder why it's not done yet. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, overall, it's been, it's been good. And we still alternate some shopping trips. He does more of it now um, so I can be home with the kids, but it's been a good adjustment. Yeah, it definitely is an adjustment for sure. It's not normal. It's yeah. definitely not normal. Uh-huh. I, I tried to describe our family lifestyle to people and it's good to hang out with others who kind of get it, but mm-hmm. it's like we live on the edge of the bell curve on just about every <laughs> issue. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. It's like only one in a thousand people would ever even do that. Like, yeah, that's we're over there with those people on just about right. everything. It <laughs> yeah. seems like, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's a great way to do life and uh, to improve and advance relationships. And what we're seeing now, just to give you guys a little heads up of probably what's coming down the pike, you know, you raise your family with these biblical values surrounded by entrepreneurship and your kids kind of have a chance to become friends with each other and Uh, You kind of choose the circle of friends that are influencing your kids. Mm -hmm. Man, our young adult kids, as they approach their older teen years, just incredible. Just, I'm blown away. I learn from them constantly. Uh, Not that, you know, one of them can't make a stupid decision at some point and mess up a lot of their 
a lot of the progress has been made. We're all human. We can all make dumb decisions, mm-hmm. but so far so good, man. And, and I wouldn't have traded it for the world. Any, anything that we did, it's kind of the path that you guys are on. And I see a nice trajectory here too. If you play out two, three, five years, what you guys are doing as a family takes you to some really special places. Yeah. I'm excited for that, but let's dive into 2021 a little bit. That's the year, the calendar year we're still in right now as we're recording this. And we haven't talked a lot about it yet. The most recent year, how's the business gone? How's it changed things around the house? And let's get into that a little bit. It's doing good. We are on the verge. Our goal for this, uh, this year was 250,000 in sales. And right now we're at about 240,000. So we're about 10,000 away. So yeah, we're, we're getting close. I mean, we've been averaging about 20,000 in sales a month until Q4, which kind of peaked, it kind of went up a little bit, but not, not tremendous. I think we're just under 30,000 last, last month. So we're hoping to duplicate that and do a little bit more. And, and what, are, what are your margins approximately? We haven't hit that yet. About our profit margin total is about 20%. Gotcha. Yeah. We tend to go more when we're looking, we tend to look more by ROI Mm -hmm. when we're buying products. I feel like that's been an endless debate between um, people and what they go by, Mm -hmm. but we always make sure that our margin doesn't go below 20. Yeah. Right. Right. Net margin. That's, that's very solid and uh, pretty typical of this. You see anything from about that up to about 30, you know, is, is kind of normal. So what price point products are you guys buying typically? It ranges really. I did look at our average, you know, sale per item was about $17. So we range from buying, you know, an item for, you know, two, $2 to um, just recently when I made that post that you reached out to me back in, when was it? It was the day after Thanksgiving. I, you know, found a few items on clearance that were for $40 and they were selling for like 150. It was all merchant fulfilled. And right. that day, I think we sold all five that I, I bought. So the next day I tried to go back and find some more. But They're picked clean. Well, yeah. you know, that just as a suggestion, as I'm hearing that that's kind of the price point I was kind of anticipating you, you sharing. We see a lot of sellers and you've probably heard this, but as you can start to get up into the 30 to $50 buy price, or maybe even a hundred dollar buy price, making the kind of ROI that you guys are talking about, it's just a lot more money per product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those replens are out there. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And uh, now that you've got to get the system, that might be the next bump. And I would, I would propose that's probably the next step, I'm not sure what your plan was, but if I'm going to jump into coach role for just a second, I would say aim, you know, keep all the great replans that you have now, obviously, but mm-hmm. aim to bump up the buy price a little bit and get a good shopper going again. Sounds like a big yeah. piece of a big missing yeah, piece yeah. for you guys right now. Yeah. They would allow you to free up your time and, and maybe even consider a virtual assistant to do some of the replan hunting for you, which blew me away how fast a good virtual assistant who just sits there and does nothing but research. I mean, they yeah. can just feed you unique replans several daily, multiple great ones. And we tell ours, one of the first things we had to coach our virtual assistant on is like, wow, you're finding a lot of 10 to $20 price point products. How about we bump you up to 40 to $60? It was a little harder. Mm-hmm. She didn't find as many, but she's finding them and <laughs> she's mm-hmm. feeding them to us. So that's the, you know, this is suggested strategy for you. Mm-hmm. 
as you guys move forward. Yeah, that's one thing that we have talked about going into next year was, uh, you know, one of our goals was to, you know, hire out some of our shopping and more of our prep work to free me up to find more of those bigger. Because, you know, in the past, we have found some of those bigger price points and we brought them home. We did mainly merchant fulfilled with those and we'd sit, they'd sit in our garage for a couple of weeks but then as soon as our price came up on the you know buy box it was you know they were just flying off the shelf so i told her that's like that's where i want to kind of turn my attention to is kind of find those bigger price points to kind of ship out of our own home and get the money back quicker yeah, for sure. For those who aren't familiar with it, you know, the merchant fulfills shipping it yourself is kind of like the eBay model. Yeah. Whereas FBA is when you send it all to Amazon and they ship it as it sells. That's the difference between FBA and some call it FBM or merchant fulfilled, fulfilled yeah. by merchant. So yeah, that's a great strategy for the heavier, more expensive items too, by the way, less chance of them getting broke. You don't have to pay storage and it's expensive you know, the bigger items, but it can allow you to get into some of those bigger bulkier items where the profit is just, you know, put it in your garage till it sells. If it doesn't sell, flip it on Facebook marketplace or something local. You've got control of the inventory that way. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Are you guys selling anywhere besides Amazon? Uh, we do eBay as well. We just joined the, what's it, the treasure hunting yeah. group with Greg Perry about what, two months ago. So yeah, we're uh, we're starting to learn a little more of the tricks in the trade of the eBay side of it. So we we want to diversify a little bit more than where we're at now. Mm -hmm. Another opportunity we have is uh, I made a contact with a business, a small local business around here, and I'm hopefully beginning of next year we're going to sit down and try to do a PPP, like you know something with him to get his product on Amazon. Talk they already that. Talk me through that a little bit, if you don't mind, Jason. Um, the, basically, it's either you you sign an agreement with him where you're the only ones kind of selling it for him, or you start up a Amazon uh, page for him, him and kind of monitor it for him and just take a little cut of the profits every month. He already does a bunch of online sales through his own website, but I think that it would be something to where it would definitely boost. What's his product? What's the niche? Uh, jerky beef jerky it's a amish owned business around in our neighborhood so yeah it's exciting to kind of there's some great potential the there does he have yeah. a retail presence at all besides his own place yeah mm -hmm. yep mm -hmm. yeah there's gonna be how widely distributed is he i talked to him oh, a couple weeks ago and he said he, he has shipped to all 50 states oh uh, dude that's yeah. a gold mine yeah, yeah. For the PPP, the reason I say that is uh, if he's got some retail presence, there's going to be people saying, man, where can I find this? I wish I could and go, to, go to Amazon and look for it. I mean, yeah. just setting it up and launching it could be a really significant. And you mentioned uh, PPP. For those who don't understand what that is, Proven Product Partnering is one of the modules in the PAC, which is the Proven Amazon course. We've been using the acronym today, but the PAC is the Proven Amazon course. It has many modules. One of them is as you just heard described, the PPP model where you help other brands get on Amazon and get paid a percent. We've got everything you need to know to do that model. Incredible way to diversify your income. And for very little heavy lifting, a little bit of leverage, you've now got a new income stream. I, I'm excited for that. That sounds like a really cool opportunity for sure. Yeah, definitely. 
Oh, very good. Well, what else do you guys have for us today? Uh, you know, as we, we've kind of talked through the timeline, we know where you're at and some of the things you guys have accomplished as a family. Congratulations, by the way. I mean, it's great as we're recording this coming up on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Just a, a different vibe of, you know, our family's in a completely different place than you've ever been before at this time mm-hmm. of year, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, pretty cool stuff. What lessons have you learned or what else do you want to share with us today? Uh, one lesson I um, am starting to learn a little bit is that you need community. You know, when I was at a full-time job, I had connections, you know, outside of the home. You know, I had friends at uh, my job. And then, you know, as I go out to, you know, places to fill vending machines, I'd have people to talk to. Once I left that, I kind of, I didn't realize I needed it that much until, you know, this last a couple of weeks, it's like, man, it's starting to hit me that I need to start reaching out. So I've definitely done that in our church. Uh, I've reached out to some other guys to join a Bible study and start reaching out to other, you know, kind of hoping maybe this would like, launch some type of connection with some local sellers around us to get together to, you know, talk. But I definitely realize that community is something that's definitely needed yeah i mean because you guys have a you know just my observation on something like that because we've done this too and you know my wife and i are close we love our kids we love hanging out as a family and doing things but you need that social network as well your kids need peers your wife needs other women she can lean on guys we need to hang out and be guys and and if you kind of move your family away from that you start to notice you start to feel that yeah and it can start to strain your family relationships as like a guy can't be everything that a girl needs. He just can't. She needs girlfriends. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, you got to have them, right? And, and vice versa. So yeah, I, I've been there. I felt that too. That's some tremendous advice. And I love you mentioned too, people in this community. We have a large enough group, our free mm-hmm. Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Silentgym.com has a link to that group. You can jump in and join it. But there's probably people near you that are part of that group that think in an entrepreneurial way. And they're trying to build a business using the internet creatively like you guys are. So if you go to the description of that group, there's a link and you can see who lives near you. It's a Facebook feature, actually. Okay. As long as you've identified your city and your bio on Facebook, yeah. they'll say, hell, here's other people who live near you that you might want to contact and, and hang out with or get to know a little bit. So yeah, use that feature for sure. Um, last year, when we went to our first conference. It was so amazing to meet people that knew what you do and actually didn't look like you look at you like a deer in the headlights yeah. you know and actually understood so that was that was huge for us we're like oh wow that's so nice to talk to people yes i mean just even be able to say you know so tell me about your business yeah in a room full of people you could say that to any of them mm-hmm. and their eyes will light up and they'll get excited you know try that anywhere else in the world and people are like what are you talking about? My business, my business, my business. It's none of your business. What are you talking about? Like, no, but you know, we're excited because this is such a big part of who we are and what we do. And we get, we get energized by the topic of entrepreneurship and growing businesses and what it can do for our family. So yeah, you're absolutely right. We've got to get another live. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's another little fire under me to, to get that figured out. What are we going to do in 2022? Cassie, yeah. I mean, we, we should have figured that out by now, but it just, the world is such an uncertain place and internationally, it's still so difficult for people. And uh, cause we're a very international community too. And I want to, you know, I want to have something ideally, but we're kind of fighting against a lot of, uh, a lot of outside factors, but we'll do something. Yeah. 
virtual events are good, but I want to get together with everyone again. Yeah. Probably end up being in Florida or Texas is what it looks like if we want to be safe, right? Yeah. Uh, and actually pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So what else, Cassie? Anything on your mind or anything else from you, Jason? I mean, just uh, you know, it, what on the list of these are the things I'd like to share. You know, you're in front of the community now and and any any lessons from your journey or anything else to share? No pressure, but just want to leave that door open. Yeah, I would just encourage people not to give up. We started this and we have a lot going on. I mean, homeschooling kids and him still working full time and we managed to build this business. And I go back and forth and struggle with, well, in the comparison, you know, well, man, we're close to those numbers, you know, or yeah, we brought Jason home, but it's not like we're rolling in money or anything. You know, so we still live a very modest lifestyle, but just kind of like a homeschooling journey, you make sacrifices because you want to be with your family and teach your kids. So bringing Jason home too is part of that. You know, we made sacrifices to do it, you know, and now we're building from there. But I would just encourage people not to give up. We've had many, many comments, at least when we go back and forth, like, man, is this going to work? You know, are we ever going to feel more comfortable with this or... Are we ever going to get anywhere? But then when we sat down and he was telling me numbers, I'm like, oh, you know, we, we have made something, you know, and it's still going the right direction. So we just kind of have to have faith and keep working at it. Yeah, that's beautifully said. And there's no shortage of people in our community who are putting up, you know, 50,000 a month or hundred thousand a month. And they're just, you know, their businesses have grown to that level. They've put in the work and the time and the energy, grown the team. But I love talking to, with folks like you because I've learned the trajectory matters so much more than the snapshot. And so the snapshot of where you guys are right now, it's not like you're like, yeah, we're making 10 times more than we ever have before. No, but the snapshot is you've got your family where you want it. You've got your relationships where you want them. You've got the momentum and the trajectory in your business. You're, you're growing in the right directions. And these relationships you're seeking out, these partnerships, you mentioned the, you know, the beef jerky guy, the Amish beef jerky, like those, maybe that falls through, maybe it doesn't, but maybe it works out. But those, that kind of thinking where it takes you two, three, five years from now is a beautiful place. And you're not afraid of hard work. I mean, I, I guess the best way to say what I'm trying to say is if you guys were a stock, I'd be buying as much as I could afford right now, <laughs> because the direction you guys are going as a family with your business, your commitment to the process it's a beautiful future from my perspective. Very excited for you guys. Thank you. That's very encouraging. Absolutely. It is. And, and love to find ways to work with you too. Not maybe not just you guys that are sitting here talking, although I definitely extend this offer, but anyone who's listening as well, who's a part of our community, you're figuring things out. You see some gaps maybe in the mm-hmm. curriculum, the content or the message, and you want to start to fill that gap, but just step up, step into it. You know, you've mentioned homeschooling. I know there's a lot of people in our community that do homeschooling. For example, how do these two worlds blend? There's room there for people to step up and lead that whole discussion. And, and we're unapologetic about monetizing when there's, you know, something worth selling and something worth being a part of, we'll monetize it unapologetically. Profit just means you don't need donations to serve well. That's what it means to me. <laughs> so yeah. we're yeah. not afraid to charge money for things make sure that the people who are providing the effort and energy are, are, in, are energized about continuing to do so, have what mm-hmm. they need to continue to do it. And this is great. Well, what are the thoughts, guys? You each threw out a really good one there. I Community would say, and commitment. Uh, 
Yeah, I would say one thing is never stop learning. You know, we signed up for PAC and we maybe watched maybe, you know, 5% of what is available. We just kind of watched the main the main startup ones and then we just kind of launched our business. And then now as we're kind of, you know, mastering that, we're, you know, going back and watching some videos on, you know, PPP, um, learning about that. So it's always available if you sign up for it. Uh, and then coaching was a big, mm-hmm. uh, big investment. That was a big help as well. You know, we we were under a, one coach, and then that kind of fell through. But then we were introduced to Larry and Sue, and they were a huge help and kind of helped us through our suspension. And you know, even after we used up all our our sessions, they're still there. Even you know, just to reach out to them and say, "Hey, can you?" You know, they're always available, which is really, yeah. really nice. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. The the quality of people. I was actually just looking over a list right before we got on this podcast. One of the projects I was working on today involved me seeing a list of all of our current coaches. And we've, we've got around 30 of them. And Larry and Sue, of course, lead a large team of them mm-hmm. uh, as a couple of our head coaches. But just an incredible group of giving, caring people who genuinely want to see the success of our students and we'll do whatever it takes mm-hmm. stick with you as long as long as you keep moving we're going to be right there with you you keep moving forward we're we're there mm-hmm. and it really has become like a family around here this the, the leaders and the people who come through the programs so i love hearing you give us some positive feedback on that and yeah like you said it's not always a perfect fit the first coach sometimes we swap out and you move to someone else better personality better fit better timing for whatever it is you're studying but mm-hmm. um now I love each one of them. And that's another opportunity, you know, at some point, once you've established a successful business, if you get a few extra hours in the week and you want to take on some students, that's how our model works. So it's another chance to monetize this skill set that you guys are accumulating right now. Mm-hmm. So possibility. We're definitely, sure. definitely thankful for all the communities that we're part of. Yeah, We never would have made it this far without the community and all the people willing to answer all of our sometimes dumb questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that, that's what this whole community is built on. And, and that's, that's part of the foundation is new sellers are going to have the same list of about 50 questions. They're all going to ask. Yeah. And yeah, we could tell them, Hey, go watch the course, but let's not do that. Let's answer their questions. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, hang out and answer the same question over and over again, if we have to, to make sure that these great people get the momentum they need and the encouragement they need, the community yeah. support they need. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, well, I was going to use an analogy, but it's not needed. I think everyone knows what we're saying here. If you hang out in our community long enough, you're going to feel that. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel there's a lot of people who really care here. I can't vouch for all 70,000, but there are a lot of really good people who are there to help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's pretty incredible to be part of it. All right. Well, anything else, guys, on your list? If not, we can start to wrap this one up. I've actually got a back to back today. So uh, I do need to start heading out here shortly. But. Mm-hmm. I think we covered everything we talked about today. So. That's beautiful. That's that's great. Well, I really appreciate your time today, guys. And I'll, I'll talk to the listeners here for just a moment. And uh, again, uh, invite you to, if you've not in the habit of listening to our show, you got to listen to five or 10 or 15 episodes. After a while, you're going to catch a theme. Wow, there's a lot of people using the ideas that are taught around here to do some pretty interesting, incredible things. And you're going to hear some incredible big numbers and you hear some numbers from people who are making some difficult choices and getting going in a new direction. But there's a theme here that the stuff we teach works Mm -hmm. and we're very family friendly, family oriented 
biblical values at the core of everything we do, which doesn't mean you have to have that worldview, but it does mean that you can know what you're going to expect around here. Some of these time-tested proven principles, we apply them every aspect of our businesses. And so if you want to be part of that, we invite you to our community. There's a link at silentgym.com, a free Facebook group coming up on 70,000 members pretty fast there and dozens of recent interviews with great people like our guests today, Jason and Cassie. And it was, it was really good hanging out with you guys, but I think we're going to wrap this one up here. So for the listener's sake, I just want to point out one more thing. If you've never left us a review or feedback, we'd love to hear from you, whatever podcast you're listening on, whatever tool you're using, an app, or maybe on YouTube, just leave us a comment, thumbs up, a heart, something like that. We'd sure appreciate it. And send us your feedback too. So God bless all the business building warriors. One last time, Jason, Cassie, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you, Jim. Thank, thank you. you. And Merry Christmas. Christmas. I mean, it's probably going to be after Christmas before people hear this, but yeah. hey, man, have a beautiful Christmas, guys. And, uh, thank you. Enjoy. You too. A great New Year, and we'll talk to you guys again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.